When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Alexandra. And I'm Anna, and we are the Russian Sisters. Welcome to our podcast. A show we created to talk about hard things. And also to bring some levity to your lives. Alexandra is a mom and occupational therapist. And Anna is a school counselor. And together we share our life stories. And crazy adventures. We aim to make you smile. And let you know, you're not alone. You're not alone. You are not alone. Enjoy our latest episode from The, the Russian, Russian Sisters. Sisters. Hello, everyone, and welcome back, or welcome to you first-timers. Hi. Hi, Alexandra. Hi, Anna. How are you today? Oh, boy. I have a story to tell or a web to weave, but I don't oh. really want to spend a lot of time talking about me today until later, <laughs> maybe. If we, need, if we need some space to fill, I can talk about me. Oh, you want to talk about me? I want to talk about you today. How are you? Because things have been up and down and bumpy and adventurous. And so, yeah, I want to check in. I'm okay. It's been a road, that's for sure. Um, I don't understand these viruses going around. Viruses? (laughs) Yeah. I just don't understand. So Buddy has another atrocious cold and I'm trying to do what I can so I don't get it. But y'all heard y'all heard me with my cold. So it just, it feels like it just keeps going around and around. And then I was watching some sci-fi show and they were talking about with global warming. Now, again, guys, we're not political on this show. Well, a little bit, but not that much. We are. But (laughs) but they're, they're talking about how like global warming. And again, I'm not a scientist, but I'm like, is this what's happening? Because other viruses can be released that have been frozen. I don't even know if that's possible. I am not a virologist. I'm like, this stuff has got, to, I need my child to go to school like five days in a week. And that just isn't happening yet. I thought you said urologist. <laughs> I'm not a urologist either. Or a vir- I always say virologist. Virologist. Yeah. Someone who studies viruses. Yeah, so we're doing okay here. Things are still like very much up in the air, which makes me a little unsettled. It's hard to track of everything. And I don't do well. I've said this before. Some change I don't mind and some change I'm I just would prefer things just be settled. So I don't feel very settled yet, which I have said, I don't know if we said this in one of our last episodes. So I may be repeating myself, but I've been going back and forth of what word I want for the year. Hmm. And I think I've landed on simple. Balance was another one that came up where I was like, mm, I could do balance too, but really just simple. It's the kind of year I'm looking for. I suppose easy is too much to ask for. <laughs> All right. As I'm like on this road to, to talk to other people about how life is not easy. <laughs> but That's like a phrase I say often. I'm like, the answer is simple, but it's not necessarily easy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So things have been okay. I've had a couple 
definitely been tested more recently and <gasps> I've been Me oh, too. That's what I want to talk about. You go. Oh. T- oh yeah, go. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I find that being tested more recently has been usually I'll say like oh, something really good is coming my way, but I also feel like because I've been in kind of survival with everything, I haven't really been tapping into my meditations. Like I meditated the other day and it felt so good. On another occasion, I tried to attempt a second meditation on another day, but um, Buddy needed some help. So I was like, there goes that. But yeah, I don't know. I'm like, well, obviously, like the universe doesn't stop trying to teach you because you're in survival mode. It's not like, hey, I'm going to cut you a break here. So I think I've said this before, but when I'm feeling unsettled or I don't have as much control on things external or internally, I should say, like if I start to question trusting myself or if I don't feel like I'm in my worth or I start to feel small. One of the things like people may shop, they may go shopping, they may go do other things, but mine is my house. Like I'm like, Oh, what's my next house project. And then I start to be like, okay, I want to finish the basement. So that kind of comes up a little bit. And then I go, well, like pump the brakes. You're fine. Like if there is something I need to do to fill that need, I'm like, what's something small I can do. But our mother the other day asked me to go to Ikea. Oh, I like that store. Yeah. It overwhelms me sometimes just because it's my Kia. I wasn't sure how to handle that one. So I just went with the whole whole name. So I was like, okay, I'll go. Because Anna recently went and then she told me that there are kitchen islands. And my kitchen is kind of awkward looking. Our, so where I created our dining room, which is where we tend to record our podcast. It's actually supposed to be the TV area. There's actually no dining room that is designed in my house. And so before Sean passed, we ripped out, I say we, but actually he did all the work. He ripped out like, it was like three quarters hardwood area and carpet. So the seating area was carpet. And then it's just a long kind of area for the kitchen. And so we ripped all that out, put in flooring. But I've like, I've been thinking I'd like some sort of island to break it up a little bit, make it. So it's more defined as a kitchen and more defined as a dining room, even though it's like one big room. Anywho, so Anna tells me, hey, there are islands at Ikea. And I was like, really? Because when I look online, I can't find them. So I go to Ikea and I start walking through the kitchen section and I find an island and I go, oh my gosh, to our mom. I go, oh my gosh, I think this would be amazing. And she goes, I really like this. This would fit really nicely in your kitchen. So we could find, you know how Ikea like, they hang the little price tag so we could find it but like the drawers in the cabinet but we couldn't find it for the countertop and so I'm like well that's weird like it keeps pointing and listing out all the drawers but there's nothing that says like this full unit is this price mm, that's weird mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It gets better it gets better so we go over to like where they do their little planning section And there's a host and you have to check in with the host. And for whatever reason, this was a crazy busy day. So when people are like, the economy is in a downturn, I'm like, just go to Ikea. Every, there was probably like six different people who were helping families um, design kitchens. It was crazy. Very busy. So we wait for the host and I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, I saw this island. I really like it. I think it'll be perfect. I just couldn't see the full price for it. And he's like, which one is it? So I snapped a picture with my phone and I show him. And he goes, oh, you can't get that. And I said, oh, okay, that's weird. He's like, yeah, you can't get that full thing. And I was like, oh, well, why, why would you have it out on the floor if you can't get it? 
He's like, well, you can get it. You have to go to planning. And I was like, oh, planning, like I have to design this. And he's like, well, yeah, you'd have to design it. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to design it. I want I want what you have on the floor. And he goes, oh, you can't have that. But go to planning. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm not going to go to planning. Now, at this point, I'm like, this is a little weird. And he we keep going around. And he's like, if you would just wait, like he starts getting agitated with me. And I'm like, it's fine if you don't have something I'm looking for. I think. And I said, I think it's weird. You have something on the floor that I'd like but you're telling me I can't get it. That's fine to just say that. I think it's just weird. And he's like, you can get it. And I said, you just told me I can't get it. I was like, I want that island. And he's like, you can get the island. <laughs> okay. And he goes, but you can't get what's in your picture. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't understand what is But what's in my picture? I just snapped of what's on your floor. And now I have to go to planning to put it <laughs> it all together but you don't have like a price for that unit what universe are we in my, this is my universe right now mm-hmm. right so I'm so glad you understand because I'm like I don't understand just so you don't have it so he's like follow me and I'm gonna explain it to you and I was like oh that's what I need I need you to mansplain this to me explaining uh-huh okay and of course our mother's like oh my gosh she's getting embarrassed now and I'm like no no I'm gonna let him you know explain to me because I don't understand so we walk over and I say, this is what I want. And he goes, you can have the island. I said, okay, you're telling me I can't. And he goes, you can't have the countertop. And I was like, are you kidding me? Are we having an argument because I'm calling it an island and you're calling it an island and a countertop? And he goes, I'm calling it what it's supposed to be called. And I was like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe this is happening. He's like, this countertop is too small to just purchase through us because it belongs to the whole kitchen. So essentially what they do is they put it there. So they want you to buy a whole kitchen through them. So essentially you can't get the slab of the granite from them because it's considered too small. They have a minimum size you can buy from them. And that piece is too small. So I was calling the whole unit an island. But it, according to Ikea, only the cabinets and drawers were the island. And then you have to buy the countertop separate. But you can't there because it's too small. <laughs> I have to check for understanding here. Oh, you're drinking wine. Cheers. I love this day already. Okay. So, and Alexandra and I are not in the same room today. We are distance podcasting today. So that is why I was like, oh, you're drinking wine because I'm not seeing her in person. And I'll explain more about that in just a moment. But anyway, check for understanding. You go to this store and you see this piece of furniture that you would like. And you say to the guy, I would like this piece of furniture. And he says that you could get 90% of this piece of furniture, but not the other 10% because the other 10% is part of a larger project of which you don't want. So if you want the rest of the 10% of the project, you have to go elsewhere. Well, he did say that. W-T-F. Yeah. So I have like a budget or price point for, I've been shopping for an island for like a year and a half. And his whole thing, I went through this when I remodeled the bathrooms because he was like, just go get a granite remnant. And I'm like, do you know how much it costs to have that cut down? Like I went through this with a friend who was walking me through like I went to a place to see granite remnants. And then we talked about how much it would cost to have someone cut it down. Then you have to have someone install it. I was like, now we are way out of my budget. <laughs> so essentially what you were saying, 
is correct. So yeah, so it was funny. So then he ends up like being behind our mom and me as as our mom is like, wait a second. So you can't get all of it, but they're going to keep it on the floor and make it look like you could get all of it. And the guy behind us is going, like literally vocalize that. And I said, clearly I'm still frustrating him because I use the terminology. So we like took a different arrow than you're supposed to. And I can't to try and get out of his way. He was so frustrated, so frustrated with me. And I told our mom, like in the car, I was like kind of still processing through it. I said, if he had come to me and said, I just want to let you know, the island for us is actually just the drawers in the cabinet. So you'd have to get the countertop separately. And we call it a countertop. Like if he had done that from the beginning, that would have worked. But he was just like, no, you can't get that. Yes, you can get it. No, you can't get it. And I was like, you're confusing me on this. And then he's like, go to planning. <laughs> so Go to your room. You're <laughs> grounded from Ikea. You don't get to shop here right now. I feel really bad because I was like, go to Ikea. There's <laughs> islands there and you're like no I only saw one online and I was like no I went there in person on a mission to find my other things and I saw some and then no you can only get 90% of what you're looking for at Shmikea. I will say another kind of funny part of this is we ended up seeing another kitchen island that could have worked in my kitchen and they sell it as all one unit (laughs) so we were like this doesn't make any sense so I just had to chuckle. I have so many cuss words flooding my brain right now. Well, you see, and so it looked like I was making a scene because I was just trying to tell the guy like, okay, just stop. Like, it's fine. You don't have what I need. And he was like, yes, we do. Like, no. But no, you don't. You have 90% of what I need. <laughs> Fucker. There it was. I couldn't, I couldn't hold it back. You guys, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like it just, there it is. Yeah, it was kind of an interesting an interesting day. I do have a couple interesting questions for you. I like interesting questions. Well, I'm curious what you would do. I have seen cars recently that have different like decals on the sides of them. And one of them I mistakenly thought was a bunch of pieces of pie. It was like cartoonish and it wasn't. I don't it was just some triangles. But it got me thinking like what if you could dress your car like we dress ourselves? Like every day you could just be like feeling like this is the color that you're going to be today. I don't know. I'm like, what would you do? What would you do with that? I saw another one yesterday that had like these random swirls all around it. And I'm, I'm intrigued by people who drive cars with these because I'm used to like, I just want the plain color, no bumper stickers. Don't do anything. Well, I've heard of like companies that will pay someone to wear their advertisements on them like decals and all sorts of things yeah I think it would be really cool if I could press a button and be like today I'm frump girl today I'm feeling sassy today I'm feeling like my four inch high heels four inch may not seem like a lot to you y'all but like it's (laughs) that's all my old feet can can stand right now is four inchers and that's only for about three minutes if they're not wedges, I don't do them anymore. I do like wedges. I used yeah. to. But yeah, I'm just thinking if it was like, what if you could just have emojis all over it? Or or sorry, emoticons. Because the emojis are, I don't know, or either one. I just thought it would be really funny to see, like when I envision everyone driving around with some different sort of pattern on their car. I think it would be really cool if my car was actually a transformer and transformed from like, 
the suburban mom SUV that it is, it's probably considered a crossover. It's not even considered a full like rugged SUV. And I'm not even a mom. Well, I am of a fur baby, but the suburban like ish thing that I'm promoting right now, I would love it if I would transform from my vehicle to like a badass. Now I'm in battle mode. Get the fuck out of my way. Vehicle. Like you didn't use your blinker and now I'm going to blow your shit up. <laughs> I'm just imagining you have like, what are they like? The bolos with the spikes, <laughs> like the ball with the spikes yeah, like, out of your car. <laughs> well, and Alexandra, like, to be honest with you, like I'm really digging, like I said, y'all, we are distance podcasting today and Alexandra got a new camera for her computer system. And so she's looking all like crisp and clean and like professional. And I'm looking like a fuzzy wuzzy was a bear <laughs> over here. Like it's dark. <laughs> I don't even know what happened to my camera computer, but it's like so representative of my mood right now. And I was thinking about that on the way home because you asked how I'm doing. And I'm like, talk about being tested. Like everything is making me cry right now. And I've had my tears. I went to Costco with like, I had already cried today and I went to Costco being like, I need, just need to like meal prep for the day. And a student is like, Hey miss. And I was like, Oh, Hey, hi mom. Nice to meet you. And I'm your son's counselor. And like, he is a kid who is near and dear to my heart. And like, who is it? He's a tough one. And yet like almost every day he like seeks me out to say hi. So when I saw him in the schmashmo, I wasn't going to freaking ignore him, but also I've cried today. And I was like, Hey, like just needing to be in myself. And then I left the schmashmo after running my errands. And I'll talk about that in a minute because I, mm, you should not go shopping when you're hungry. You should no, not that's true. go shopping when you're hungry, especially to that store, especially P- to that store. S A. So then I get in my car. (laughs) Ready for Anna to sign it to me. (laughs) S A. So I'm then I'm driving home and freaking drivers are just driving me nuts. And I'm thinking like I should just be home when I'm in these moods. I should not leave my house. I need to just no one needs to be around me because then I become this ball of fury and this anger meister. And then I'm like, I wish my car was a freaking transformer so that when you're being an asshole on the road, I can fucking blow you up. Like, I don't want to hurt anyone except for like right now when I feel like and I'm I can attest fuzzy wuzzy. Yes. You're not a blurry fuzzy wuzzy. I think that's funny that that's what she said because you're not a, a blurry fuzzy wuzzy. I do get that. And just just so you guys know, Anna is more of a pacifist and does not actually wish harm on people. <laughs> but there are times with driving and I think that could be your you're not alone. But sometimes when you're driving and you're like, oh, my goodness. Yes. Well, I have so many you're not alone today. Like, remember last episode when I was like, I'm going to be all vulnerable and put my life out there for like the world or our listeners to hear about my epiphanies and like, I'm just going to put myself out there and go out on a limb and be real, which I'm real all the time, but it takes a moment to be vulnerable. And then I've had the week of I don't even know, Alexander, what to call it. I've had the week of testing. That's probably a good word, wouldn't you say? Like, I have just been pushed and pushed and pushed. And it just keeps happening. It just yeah. keeps happening. And I don't even know what to do. You know what I did? This is what I did. Because, I like, it just keeps happening. So everything is making me cry. And so I'm like, I know I'm emotionally fragile right now. 
but I don't understand it, even though I know it's a full moon today. I went shopping when I was hungry and I went shopping when I'm hungry and I bought three different things to have for dinner tonight. I was like, oh, that sounds good. That sounds good. Like, never mind that I bought this other thing that is going to have to get cooked so it doesn't go bad because I'm also the queen of like, that sounds really good. And then it sits in my refrigerator and now I'm like, ah, it went bad, right? Because yeah. I'm cooking for one. But then I was like, oh, I must have this snack and this snack and this snack. And then I turned into like this thing. I don't even know. And then I, then I was leaving the store and I'm like, how am I going to cook all three things? I might have to come over for dinner. How am I going to cook all <laughs> these things for dinner? I mean, I can cook them all for dinner, but then how am I going to eat them all before they go bad? Yeah. That's a danger. That is a danger. Well, and I think like I was saying, when you get tested like that, some people will call your trust muscle or your ability to trust yourself in making decisions at all gets challenged. And then it's almost like, you know, sometimes when you have those epiphanies, it's almost like the universe is like, oh, okay, like you have this epiphany. So what are you going to do about it? Poke, poke, poke. And you're like, no, no, I may have had the epiphany, but I don't need you to test me and poke me right now about it. But yeah, I totally, I totally get that. And then exactly that, like when you're indecisive, you go, oh, I don't know. And then, like you said, you end up with three different, three different dinners. Not only that, Alexandra, you texted me when I was on my way home and you're like, are you home yet? And I was like, no, but I'm on my way. And then you sent an emoji, right? Like you sent a certain emoji. And when I looked at my phone from a distance, I thought it was the giving me the middle finger emoji <laughs> because that's the brain I'm in right now. I was like, is she flipping me off? And then upon further investigation and when I looked at it, like in its normal size, I was like, nope, that's a thumbs up. She wasn't <laughs> flipping me off. I was like, no, I'm almost on my way home. Fuck you. No, no, no. It was like an, okay, like, cool. You just let me know when you're home. <laughs> But that's the brain, right? Like when you're already yeah. being tested and everything, it's like that. Um, I think we've talked about it on the podcast before. It's like that um, Berenstain Bears trauma thing where everything is like dark and ugly and scary. And then versus the cheery things. No, mind y'all. I went skiing yesterday and had a beautiful day on the slopes. It was like absolutely incredible. I was like doing whatever I could to soak in the sun and the scenery and the company and just breathing in. And then today I'm like a ravaging hungry monster who wants my car to turn into a transformer so I could blow your car up. <laughs> Help to my emotional roller coaster. Help me, Rhonda. It's Help like me. It's, it's emotional whiplash. Because you can't tell what direction you're going in. 100%. I'm sorry. That's such a bummer. It's all good. Not alone if you've been in my situation or Alexander's before. I just kind of feel like, well, one, I remember a few weeks ago or however long it was when you were having a really hard week and we were all like, yeah, like this really sucks. And then for whatever reason, this is, I feel like this is my week and it's hitting me from all sorts of angles. And I'm like, can it just flood up? Can it just let up? And then I'm getting nervous. Honest to goodness, I'm getting nervous like I say, honest to goodness, like I haven't just cussed 40 times on this podcast already. <laughs> honest to goodness, I'm getting nervous because we have Lent coming up. And that's a time for me that is so sacred. And I really try to be, be and be in my worth and be in myself and be in my faith. And things just always get harder. And I would like 
I have lamented year after year, like I wish I could just go hole up in a monastery or something and just be by myself. Cause I know anytime I leave the walls of my safety in my home, then I go out into the world and I get frustrated by the stupidest stuff. And I'm like, I don't even know why I'm crying now. Like, this is so silly. What's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with you. Well, then I was like, maybe I'm vitamin deficient. So before we got on today's episode, I was like, I need to take my vitamins, including vitamin D, like some, like something's going on. I don't even know. Oh, well, good. That's good. At least you're, you're looking to your tools, right? That's what we say. Look to your tools for it. But I don't think anything's wrong with you. It's just a, it's, it's a shitty time. That's so nice. She says, as I sip my vodka drink through a straw. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Have you ever thought... I'd love to have a podcast just like this one. Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. Do you want to share about your experience at Costco <laughs> or, or was that it? Or should I move on? No, that's it. You oh, that just the, like running into a student and being like, I <laughs> and buying three dinners. Yeah. I will say that is so hard because especially when I worked in schools and I remember, I don't know if I've talked about it on here, but if I have, you guys just have to sit tight, but I used to live over by that Costco. There's a Walmart right by that Costco. And one time I was doing some craft in the condo by myself, single, doing my own thing. And I was like, oh, Walmart's still open. It's 10 o'clock at night. I'll just run over to Walmart. And so I did. And I'm like in just my sweats and a sweatshirt. And I look up and like my student is there, first grader at the time, at 10 o'clock at night with her family at Walmart. And the dad was like looking at me and it was one of those experiences of like, who are you? I'm trying to place you. I don't know where you're, you know, what's going on. And um, I, it was just so interesting because I, <laughs> I was like, oh, that just happened. And I like backed away from them. <laughs> like there was no good interaction. But there are, yeah, it's interesting when you're in that same area, which like for my job, I want to be, I don't want to have to drive very far. So I'm like, this is the area that I service, but it's also the area where I live. So I have to be really mindful of that. Well, yeah. And how you weren't like, oh my God, little child that I service, you're at Schmall Schmart at 10 o'clock at night when many people have their children fast asleep. May have been like a thought that went through my head, but then I was like, okay, we'll just. No judgment. No. I try really hard. I, I say this, like. I feel the parental judgment 10 times as that I give. So I know when I'm starting to feel really judged as a parent that I have most likely been judging other parents too harshly. And I have to like cool my shit and like, you know, figure, figure out what I'm doing and stop being so judgy. I recently, so I 
found like a medical drama. I'm not going to say which one it is in case I'm probably like behind the times, but I also, I'm going to talk about what happens in this uh, TV show. And um, some of you who may have already watched it know what happens. Hopefully I don't do any spoiler alerts for you, but I've been watching this medical drama and it's totally a soap opera, right? It's just like the nighttime soap opera. And I had to chuckle because as I was watching the show at one point, I was like, oh my gosh, my life is a medical drama. How is this possible? And there's essentially one of the doctors on the show, he and his wife are going to have a baby and they're so excited. And then something happens and the mom ends up passing. So now he's a single parent and he's trying to figure out how to have his career and be a doctor and then be a single parent and Obviously, that's something that I struggle with because I'm like, how how do you do this? Because more recently, I've been saying like, oh, one of them has to give. Like, you can't. Like, my time as a parent either has to be sacrificed for me to work, or my time working has to be sacrificed. And then I'm recently, I've been like, no, there's got to be a way. There has to be a way that I can afford what we need to, and also still be a present parent. So working on that, and then. So he's like trying to get play dates, this whole thing. Also a big thing for me recently, his buddy is at a new school. So I'm trying to see how I can forge relationships with other parents to have play dates. And he's thriving. It's been amazing. And so I'm watching this show as it like unfolds that this dad is trying to get play dates. And he ends up meeting like this woman and she turns out she's a single parent and he's a single parent. And then she's like talking to him and they're talking about playdates and what does she disclose? But her husband died by suicide. And I just probably not the best reaction. I started chuckling and I was like, this is hysterical. And so there's these awkwards like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And are you ready to have playdates? And are you ready to have playdates? And it was this whole thing <laughs> that kind of unfolded. And I, I was like, this is weird when you're watching your life unfold on television. <laughs> It's not a reality show, but it gave me pause because part of it is both of them in this journey, of course, again, medical drama, soap opera. But I do appreciate that a big theme with this is like, when are you ready? When are you? And you're never like fully ready, right? You're never fully ready to enter- entertain even friendships. Like that's been a big thing. Anna and I have talked about dating and there's no time where you're like, oh, percent healed and I am so ready and I will not be challenged at all. I mean it just doesn't happen. And I was talking with my neighbor who lost her dad suddenly a few years ago and it's still like she's still in the grief process and we were talking about how you can be like la 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 everything feels really good. I'm into this and then something happens and you're just like as Anna said, you're just you know well usually what I say is I'm like huddled in the corner crying which I don't actually physically do that, but I think of myself like that. Um, but anyway, it was just really funny watching that. Like what is happening was like over a span of three episodes. And it was one of those where I'm like, I really need to turn this off. I need to go to bed, but I couldn't because I was watching my own, my dramatized portion of my life unfold. Oh, on this medical drama. It was very interesting. That was a really good story. I feel like you said the title of it the last time, but that's okay. Maybe you would recommend it to other people. Yeah, you can reach out and ask. I mean, this does lead in to one of the questions I have for you. So I was just thinking, like, what have I been watching lately? And I've been flipping between Schitt's Creek 
because everyone raves about this show. And I, love I that show. started from the beginning and made it to season two again, which is, I think, where I stopped before. And I realized in watching it again why I got annoyed and maybe I just need to keep pushing through. But I felt like the banter between the son and the girl who he had relations with at the front desk, like, they had some really good chemistry and banter. And then now I'm like, it's so old. Like the, just how her disdain for him and like the, just like he, you know, innocently keeps trying to come to her and ask for help. And she's just so mean to him. And I think I got tired of that by episode one of season two, even though it plays in the episode two of season two also. And I'm like, does this get better? Because this is so, it's so boring anymore. Like she needs to get over herself and I'm so tired of that character. Does it get better? I mean, I was one who loved the show. So I didn't, I I don't know. I didn't ever like pay that much attention to their banter in that way. I love that show. I know. I know a lot of people have recommended it. People have also recommended Ginny and Georgia. So I gave that a go from season, I'm on season one, because I apparently there's a season two and I've been watching a lot of documentaries. But okay, so you said that show that you were watching led you to a question. Yes, because there are some interesting themes or concepts that come up medically, obviously, medical soap opera. And one of, not like people are triple and quadruple dying and coming back and you know how that is like for daytime soaps. But one of the interesting things was that there was this couple that came cause they highlight like a, a psych doctor as well. And this couple is, is talking and are trying to get some help because their relationship has just shifted and they're growing apart and they're supposed to get married in just a few days. And they're trying to figure out what to do. And as an early wedding present one of them their uncle gave them like a dna test to to take and just to see right and so they took it and then realized they were half siblings ah no <laughs> ah it just made me wonder like kind of a what would you do like what what would you do if and it, it wasn't anything, it was essentially like their their mothers had gone to the same sperm bank and ended up picking the same sperm donor unbeknownst to each other. So it's not like they didn't grow up together, they didn't have anything, but they were half siblings. And so I was just like, oh, where were they in their relationship? Days away from getting married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one of the things that people say, and I think in Colorado, the law is that you can marry your first cousin. I think that's still in the law books. Like it's still legal to marry your first cousin. I think the concern has always been genetics. And if you're going to have offspring, what that might do genetically to your offspring um, with the mixing of the DNA. I think that's just been one of the major concerns. I think if you're like, we want to have babies together, then maybe you should reconsider just because of the challenges or the potential challenges, or if you're willing to accept any of the risks, then go for it. But if that's something that's on the, in the back of your mind of like, Ugh, like, I don't know, who knows, we could just gamble with a human's life and see how the, the, the chips fall go for it. But I, I think that does get a little tricky, especially when you get to be like, oh no, we're we're siblings, even half siblings. Like we share that close of a DNA. Yeah. Like, do you let love 
overcome all? Like, do you you like, we don't care. We're going to do it for love. We're not going to have babies. We're just going to spend our money and travel the world. Okay. But then if you're like, yeah, our DNA is so close and tight like that, (laughs) you really need to consider what that might mean for future lines down the road. I'm just seeing Anna's shift in her seat. I know you guys can't see this, but you're shifting in your seat and the discomfort as you're trying to be diplomatic about this. Because I mean, I would freak out like if I was dating someone or even found out that we, yeah, that somehow we were related and just like even, I don't know, I would freak out. And And so it just makes me wonder like sometimes when you're dating or you find out, that they were like super close to an ex, but you never met them. You know, all these different ways that you can find out stuff. And it's like, (laughs) well, I think about that with the dating pool where we are is pretty small. And I know I have some friends who are serial daters. And then I think like, if I ever actually do become serious about the dating scene here, I know I'm going to eventually come across someone who knows someone or has dated someone that I know. And it's just, it's too small of a world. Well, and I wondered about that. I've never been one. I'm trying to think of friend, like I've known. Okay, let me back up. Let me try full sentences and back up. I was not someone, and this is something that I've had to work through actually in therapy, but I once probably in my early childhood school years felt okay twice actually something that but really felt like I had a core group of people and friends and then after that just kind of have been trying to figure out what do I want in friendships or whatever but that's besides the point my point is that I've known other friend groups that have been so solid like growing up together where they have dated each other and they have tried this or someone was engaged to someone before and now they're married to someone else within the friend group. And it just, cause we, you know, my girlfriends and I, even in college, we used to say like, um, that we, you know, it just, you needed to ask the person, like if you were going to try and date someone else's ex, like you needed to ask and have that conversation with them before you did it. Yeah, especially if relations were involved, like you've had sex with my partner that I'm going to marry and we're really close friends. So like, what does that mean for Friendsgiving or Valentine's Days? Like when we get together, you're like, you know that I'm with your ex-partner who you were really close with and shared a lot of intimate things with in a number of ways. Um, I just, yeah, like it's really interesting. You know, for me, I'd say, I think I'd probably be like, let's like, there are certain things like we're just not going to talk about, but I don't know. I guess it depends on how amicable the breakup is too. Like I knew someone years ago and she was like best friends with her partner and then they split and they stayed best friends and she moved on, like married someone and had kids. Um, And I don't know like how much of their friendship shifted because they ended up relocating, but they, she still had a very close bond with her ex. And it was like, and I, I don't know, like, is that possible for people to do that? Or is it that just like we try and say like men and women can be, or adults, let's say in any way, anyone that you are potentially attracted to, can you be friends as adults? When Harry met Sally says, no, (laughs) no, women and men cannot be friends. 
Well, and that's why I'm saying like women and women and men and women, like whoever you, whoever you love or like choose to love, like, can you be friends? You know, like, obviously, like when Harry met Sally is referring to men and women, but I'm saying to anyone that you potentially could have an attraction to, can't, I don't know. And then we, we have a mutual friend Anna and I have a mutual friend who's like, nobody has time to be friends first. And yet here I am like, starting to dip my toe into thinking about dating. And I'm like, I just want to be friends with someone first. <laughs> like, man, this gets confusing. And please don't be a long lost half sibling. <laughs> right? Like, like on top of everything cousin. else, it's already so hard to navigate. And then also, please don't be related to me. Closer than like second cousin, three times removed. I think all of our relations in that direction are are still across. One of my biggest fights, one of the biggest arguments, it lasted for like a long time that I had when I was married was over the fact that my ex-husband then, and it was like super early in our relationship and our marriage, that there was this other woman in his life who was also married. She was married to a man, but she would reach out to my then husband for like emotional support and like to lean on and ask for advice and stuff. I'm like, I don't understand why she's doing that. She has her husband who is her support system. And before we were married, that this behavior wasn't necessarily happening to the extent it was once we became married. So I just didn't understand like all of a sudden why this woman like found it so necessary to lean on my then husband as we're trying to navigate our first years of marriage and even the courtship before then. And I definitely was jealous. And that's where like the arguments came from. I know that like I was definitely feeling insecure about what role this woman was playing in my then husband's life. And it didn't end well. Like I said, it was one of the biggest arguments we've ever had. But I think the principle, I still feel pretty strongly about. I don't I don't disagree that women and men can be friends. I don't disagree that married people can have best friends outside of the relationship and have other people, but I just felt like emotional cheating to me in that moment with that specific situation. Um and that I wasn't I wasn't on board with. Well, and I think one, trusting your gut is a big one. So even if the situation is being described a certain way and the fact that you can recognize that your insecurities were playing a part in it. But if your spidey sense is going off, then potentially there's that. And I, I do agree that to what extent is that emotional reliance, right? So, I mean, I used to tell Sean, like, you need to have someone outside of this marriage that you can go to and vent about me or about our marriage. Not just like, we all have frustrations and you have to have people that you can go to and be like, I just got to blow off steam. I just have to be able to do this. That's a safe space. But if you find that there's an emotional connection that, then this is again, just my opinion now, but I think that we know the lines of that emotional connection. And so having your needs met by someone outside of your relationship that hasn't already been determined is okay is probably going to be problematic because I'm sure there are relationships where people are like, yeah, I can't give that to you. You can go find it elsewhere. And there has to be like massive trust with each other in that relationship. But if it's not agreed upon and you're trying to get that need filled, and like I was saying earlier, you know, when we aren't feeling secure internally, we 
start doing stuff externally to feed that. So if someone feels the need to go externally to fill the need of that emotional security, then clearly there's something else going on there. Coming full circle, I feel like it was kind of like the Ikea situation that you experienced. (laughs) Like if I had been brought along from the beginning and like this was, there were conversations and understandings from the beginning, like, hey, I just wanted to let you know that this island is only this part and the top is not considered the island. If I was brought along like, hey, this girl is in my life and she's important to me and I'm important to her, but I wasn't. And I and when they were together, it was like I didn't exist. They tre- They just went on and on like I wasn't even there, which I never appreciate in any circumstance ever. But, you know, reflecting has been many, 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 many moons since that happened. But I was like, yeah, I just don't think I really appreciated as a human being how that all unfolded. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I totally agree with you. Um, and that's hard. It's hard when you're especially again, the, your situation, clearly you weren't treated with respect from the beginning. And I've known other people. And again, if you cross that line, you have to be able, like, I, I'm thinking of another friend of mine and she knew that her partner had Someone who was like very close and often they could share some of that emotional support and they had a different type of relationship, except that third person took it to a level that was not agreed upon. And then finally they had to say like, you need to shift this because this was not part of our initial agreement. So it's, it's, it's hard to navigate all that, all this to say, like, I will keep you guys posted if I end up dating someone or going on a date with someone who. Turns out, I mean, like I said, we don't really have any family around here, but I could only imagine if it's like, oh, I knew so-and-so who knew so-and-so who knew so-and-so. And I'd be like, what? It is a small world around here. I'm really excited for you on that journey. And I really hope it's not one of the three people that I've gone on a date with over the last 10 years. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, have to, I have to be able to do better than someone who was missing his teeth and chose not to fix them, you know? Right. Like it's your choice. That's fine. Just be honest. Like my main, like honesty is a a major, major thing for me. So anywho, that's all I got for us today. What what do we got going on for our STW joke of the day, Nana? Yeah, I do have an (laughs) STW joke of the day. And I feel like that last point you just made cannot just, we cannot run over that. (laughs) Honesty is the best policy. Let's do better people. Like I know it's some sometimes hard to be honest and you don't want to be honest to like a fault. You don't want to hurt people's feelings. And there's a way to be tactful. If you're going to be honest. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Honesty does not mean tactless. Here, here. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's my, you're not alone. You are not alone. If you appreciate vulnerable honesty. You are not alone if you too also sometimes just want to stay at home and not go out into the world to be around other humans because you know that you're going to be a worse human being if you're around other people. So there's that. Also, I do want to give a shout out before I get to the joke. I want to give a shout out. It's National School Counseling Week this upcoming week. And so I just want to spread some love for all my people who are out doing the hard work as school counselors everywhere. Know that I see you. I love you. And I know that we are helping students dream big and be the best that they can be. 
in the army, not in the army, just all around because it's National School Counseling Week. Second, the Super Bowl is coming up. I don't even know if we're allowed to say those words because some people have like censored those words or you can't use the the name of the big football tournament that's coming up. Yeah, we went through this before. It's like radio stations can't say those words or can't play the music or anything because it's all licensed. So there's a big football game coming up between the Chiefs and the Eagles. I'm choosing Chiefs. AFC all the way. Mahomes, you got my, you got it. So we're rooting for you. Okay. That's all to say. Oh, we're going to have to talk about like some really good Super Bowl munchy recipes next time because I do love the snacks and I'm going to leave here and go have some since I'm in that kind of mood. All right. So are you ready, Alexandra? I've got the Sean T. Wyman STW joke of the day. Here we go. I'm ready. Why are elevator jokes so classic and good? I don't know. They work on many levels. (laughs) I was trying to think of like they take you up and down. And I was like, no, that doesn't work. Many but levels. I like you that. Were, many levels. You, yeah. You were there with me. So y'all, thank you for tuning in for another week. Please do hang out, subscribe, refer us to your friends, leave us five-star reviews. We love you. You're not alone. You have us on your side. Yes. And we will see you next time. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Russian sisters. To connect with them, go to therussiansisters.com. Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast. Heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.